0: And we are live for the 35th episode of the Bronx Bomber Ballad Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Luz Luigi. And tonight, I'm with G. What's up? And I'm with Andrew Notalizio. How you doing, bro? Hey, hey, man. So, guys, just sweep out west, right? sweeping San Francisco, the Yankees, the the New York Rail Riders, whatever you want to call them. I mean, they're nine of the last 10, 11 of the last 13, 17, and 11 overall. Uh, this team's just been playing great baseball finding different guys each night different heroes um it's been some fun baseball it's been some enjoyable baseball P- starting pitching has just been great um few you know not not exactly dominant from uh paxton and hermon this weekend but still overall three good starts three starts you'll live with no blow- up starts uh the bullpen still having guys that are having some bad innings here and there but overall it's coming together our our main guys are starting to pitch like our main guys and man it's just been some fun baseball. So guys, how how are we feeling about this this team of misfits as some have called them, this team of just replacements. How how are we feeling about them being seventeen and eleven?
1: Uh I mean at this point I'm kinda done really like you can't really question it, right? They keep losing guys. They're playing with, you know, like basically the triple A lineup and they just keep winning. So I mean the pitching's been starting pitching's been Mostly pretty good. So, and uh, they just get hits, right? They're not like blasting home runs, but they're just getting hits when they need to.
0: Well, some of them are blasting home runs, to be fair. Uh, we'll get into that. But. <laughs>
2: but, yeah, there's no way anyone could have predicted that this team would be playing like this um, when you lose as many starters in a row that, that we went through in the first few weeks of the year. Um, you know, guys like like Tyra Strada coming up. Um, Giovanni Rochelle has been playing well. Mike Talkman had his moment in the in the sunshine a couple uh, week a week or two ago. I mean, you know, you said it best. It's it's the misfits here, and you know, whatever Aaron Boone's doing to, to motivate these guys. Uh, I think even Luke Voigt said post game um, today uh, with Meredith that like the confidence in the clubhouse is like an all time high, which is <laughs> insane. For on paper, you look at a team that is grossly outmatched on a nightly basis, uh, and yet they go out and they continue to win games.
0: Yeah, they just like, – like I said, each night it's like a different guy. To, and even with this – you look at some of these lineups and then all of a sudden they'll have six, seven runs middle of the game. You say, man, how the hell did they get all these runs? But piecing hits together, getting fortunate, putting the ball in play, getting – look, when you put the ball in play against some of these bad teams, you know, a lot of times good things are going to happen. We saw that today with, you know, the bases loaded, Gary just grounding out, and should have been a double play, but it turned into a run, right? So you just got to keep playing small ball with these guys. And like I said before, it's something that they don't even have to try to do. It just naturally happens when you have Urshela and just all these guys who weren't supposed to be major leaguers this year, right? Tyro Estrada, who had a great weekend. But let's just get into it. Let's get into these three games. We'll start with Friday night. Um, This was probably the best pitching matchup of the series Paxton versus Baumgartner Paxton coming off the back-to-back uh, great performances and man he he wasn't great on Friday night but he out-dueled Baumgartner man uh, ended up going five and two-thirds innings five hits three runs two walks eight strikeouts um, the Yankees I mean man they were all over Madison bumgarner uh, I think they said it was the most hits Bumgarner has ever allowed in a start He allowed 11 hits over five and two thirds innings. Um, Just he didn't have any walks, but man, he the Yankees just kept slapping hits off him, and no home runs either. And I think there was only, I think they had the Yankees had three or no, they had three doubles off Bumgarner, so just eight base hits. Just you know, just slapping the ball all around against him. Um, Torres and Cameron Maben started off in the first um the Giants did score in the first inning I wanted to mention this they said on the broadcast this was the first time all season that the Giants scored a run in the first inning like here, here we are in game I think it was game 26 at that point they had not scored a run in the first inning all year I was amazed by that I think they got their run by a buster posey sack fly in the first but you know, they were they wouldn't they really wouldn't be uh all too active the bats this game they uh had a little rally in the sixth, scoring a couple runs off Paxton, but man, the Yankee, you know, Urshella, Voight, Estrada, Voight hitting a two run homer in the ninth to kind of ice the game, put the Yankees up four. Um, the bullpen was great this game, but despite Britain kind of having a little bit of a meltdown, it- the bullpen didn't allow a hit. Canely, Britain, Ottavino, Chapman, none of them allowed a hit, did the job, didn't allow a run. Yanks win 7 3. Uh, Man, how about the – Andrew, how about the Yanks-Bats this game? Just absolutely abusing Bumgarner. I mean, that was a sight to see. I know Bumgarner hasn't exactly been great the last two years, but, man, 11 hits off the guy in five and two-thirds innings. Like he he was suffering out there.
2: Yeah, you got to love the aggressive approach. I mean, Madison Bumgarner is still um, you know, a top-five pitcher, but, I mean, if he's going to throw a couple pitches early in counts, kind of like get me over pitches for for strikes. Uh, and, and they jumped on him, and credit to – you know, the young kids for not being overwhelmed by the moment, um, you know, in the aura of a, you know, a World Series MVP uh, <laughs> staring you down on the mound. Uh, so that, that was really refreshing.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, so I, it's pretty impressive when, I mean, I would expect top flight pitchers like this to always come out and dominate the Yankees because that's usually just how it happens. But like, it's pretty impressive especially considering the lineup that they're doing it with and um you know like andrew said the tyros and and that ilk of player have been you know pressed into service and they all just stepped up and something that i want to make a note of i guess uh luke void has been on an absolute tear since he stepped in the two hole after the judge got hurt and he's just just been delivering like huge hits and he's batting, I think 368 over the last 15 games. So he's definitely picked up the slack and given them like a middle of the order, quote unquote, middle of the order here while everyone else was hurt.
0: Yeah. It turns out Luke Floyd actually pretty good at baseball. Um, Not the best defensive first baseman, of course, Uh, didn't have the best weekend in the field, but I mean, the guy is just, we'll mention him more later, but 39 straight games on base um man, he, he's been awesome so far but yeah also wanted to mention Friday night's game DJ had three hits DJ LeMahieu um, all this guy does is hit all this guy does is get on base start things off for these Yanks um we'll have more more on him later obviously I uh, hope hope he's okay after leaving Sunday's game but yeah let's move on to uh let's move on to Saturday's game uh Saturday we had Jay Happ on the hill versus uh Derek Holland and Man, you know, the Yankees, once again, early on, had things going. Uh, DJ RBI single to start them off, and Luke Voigt gets up, bases loaded, gets hit. A bold choice by the San Francisco Giants right there. And then Gary Slamchez comes up, and despite being a great hitter his whole career at the base loaded, I think they said he has like almost a 400 average career at the bases loaded, he had never hit a grand slam coming into this this weekend, and boy, that changed. He hit an absolute bomb, just an absolute. I think it went four hundred seventy feet, if I'm reading that correctly. Just an absolute tank put to the Yanks up six nothing. Jay Happ was on the hill; he was just dominant all day. Seven innings, five hits, no runs, no walks, only two strikeouts. But he just he almost used a page out of the uh, CC book. You know, he was asking CC a few weeks ago how he, you know, how are you how are you doing the CC, how are you painting these corners? Well, man, he, he looked like a lot like CC today, right? Just just dominant, great performance by him, but it's never easy with the Yankees because Luis Sessa came in the game and you know, just six-nothing game, gives up a couple home runs, makes it a six-four game. Chapman has to come in and get one final out, which he does, and the Yankees win six to four. But man, that's Obviously, the Sanchez Grand Slam was the highlight of this day, him coming back from the IL and just immediately dropping bombs again. It's just great to see, great to have him back. But, yeah, guys, Jay, Andrew, what do you think of Jay hap this game? Only two – like, the crazy things. Like, I didn't realize like, – I knew he didn't have a lot of strikeouts watching that game, but when they showed his line, and they said, and I said only two strikeouts, I was shocked. Just to be that dominant and only have to strike out two guys just really shows you how well he was locating on Saturday.
2: Right, and he's never really going to be a strikeout pitcher at this point in his career. I mean, they say he uses his fastball a lot, um, kind of like Paxton. Um, you know, meat and bones is, is, is the poor seamer, and you got to just put it in, in the right spot. And, and so having the ability to locate with his pitches better, um, his past few starts has really allowed him to, to kind of dial into the pitcher he was last year. He's not going to blow you away on the mound. He's not going to wow you with, you know, crazy off speed stuff, but he's just going to put the ball where you can't put hard contact on it. And, and that's what he did uh, on Saturday afternoon. He just went out and, and just baffled the Giants hitters, you know, five hits, and really not a lot of hard contact. Uh, they seemed like they had no
1: clue what was coming out of them all game. I think the, um, you know, Hap, Hap having a solid his second really good start in a row is probably the most positive development, non Gary Sanchez Category probably, but like I think, other than you know, him and Paxton both got off to slow starts, and I think Paxton we we're maybe a little bit less concerned about because he's got like the stuff. But Hap being as old as he is, you know, he's been around for a while, he's not blown anyone away with the fastball. Like, and you know, he just signed the contract, but he wasn't, he didn't come out of the gates well. And having him, you know, have his second really good start in a row, even with not having the strikeouts, was just good, and like. The rotation all of a sudden looks really, really good, even without Severino.
0: Yeah, that's now three straight quality starts for Jay Happ, And it's actually his first win of the year because his first start was against the Red Sox, and that was when Gardy had the Grand Slam. His first quality starts to say was against the Red Sox when Gardy had the Grand Slam, so he didn't get the win there. His second quality start was the marathon against the Angels. So he didn't get the win there. So this was his first win of the season and well deserved. Um he's got that got that ER down from nine to now, I think it's around four-six. So still work to be done, obviously. But man, he's been he's been great the last three starts, right? Six plus innings, seven innings in each of his last two starts, just locating very well, starting to starting to look like he did last year in the regular season for us when we got him. But yeah, let's move on to Sunday's game. Yeah, uh, we had Domingo on a Sunday, and wow, he was he was phenomenal through five innings. Right, he, low pitch count, striking guys out, just looking nasty. Uh, he, he's been awesome this year. Of course, he ran into some trouble in the sixth, had you know put up a four spot, but overall six innings, four runs, pitched very well. And the Yankees' offense, man, just once again, just first inning they had the bases loaded. Only get two runs out of it off a uh, Gary Sanchez reach on error and a uh, Glaber double play ball that scored a run. So they didn't make the most of it. But second inning, right back at it, Voight two-run single. Glaber hits a two-run homer in the third to make it 6 nothing. Gary hits another two-run homer in the uh, sixth. Back-to-back days, he's had a home run. This is another moonshot. They said it only went 430 feet. That's BS. That ball went at least 450 feet. I was just absolutely shocked that, that stack has said 430 feet. Um, it's like, like I the said,
2: home run that that Judge hit in 2017 in Seattle. Yeah, that stack has said mm-hmm. went like 432, and he hit even, that one like
0: <laughs> almost yeah. out of the stadium. Even the one, remember the one he hit against the Mets, where like Cespedes didn't even have to move. That one, I was convinced went 580 feet. It was just no That's doubt that. in my mind. Uh, yeah, the Yankees, you know, got a little interesting there in the sixth. Uh, Giants cut it to eight four, but. In the ninth, they scored three more runs. Cameron Mabin, RBI single. Tyler Wade, two-run single. And, you know, Joe Harvey comes in to wrap it all up, gives up a home run. But overall, it doesn't matter because the Yankees were up up big and they win 11-5 and complete the sweep. Like I said, 9 out of 10, 11 out of 13. This team's red hot. Just doing it with different guys every night. Uh, The bullpen order for uh, Sunday's game was Holder, Canely, Harvey. Holder and Kainley both look great. Two strikeouts for each of them. And the Yankees complete the sweep. Uh, Andrew, what was your biggest takeaway from this weekend? If you had to – you just had to have, like, one big takeaway out of this, this great weekend of baseball for the Yankees.
2: I mean, I, I think it's just the cohesiveness of the lineup. Um, you know, we still had a couple of blips in the bullpen. It's yesterday. Um, and uh, even in, in uh, the last game in, in L.A., they, they kind of let that last game get away from them. Uh, but overall, I mean, the lineup is consistently putting up five to seven runs every every game. And when you look at the lineup card, there's nothing really that blows you away. Like, Obviously, we got Gary back in there. Luke Voigt's red hot. But, I mean, it's, it's a good lineup, but there's nothing – there's no wow factor. And they're just putting up runs every game, and, and that's what you need to do to win, getting solid starting pitching performances. Um, you know, they're not the Bronx Bombers that we expect them to be, but
1: they're getting wins, and that's the most important part. I'm going to say something that probably seems like outrageous given the history of our podcast, but I think Aaron Boone just has them playing really good baseball and um, it's, I mean, it's not obviously easy for a manager when you lose every best hitter that you had in your lineup, but like they still come out and they fight, you know, until the ninth inning, they fight until the very end of the game. And, you know, a game like, you know, CC against the Angels, right? He gave up five runs, and you think like, well, that's it. You know, just time to pack it in. Like, and with the lineup of all these, you know, like haphazard, just like random, thrown together lineup, they just they keep pulling out wins. And uh, I mean, you know, they make some errors in the field, but I think Aaron Boone, you know, the whole relaxed, you know, easygoing. California vibe that he has, like it's it's maybe not what you want all the time, but it's good for a time right now, like when the team is going through a lot of adversity. And you know, kudos to him because they're just they just keep putting up wins.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You got to give credit to Boone. Uh, like it's hard to say, oh well, the reason this team's playing is because the manager, but he definitely does deserve credit when a team so he you know you're bringing out lineups like this every day and you've won eleven of thirteen games. It's definitely. Definitely deserve praise. Um, my biggest takeaway is definitely still the starting pitching. I know Herman ended up giving up four runs. Uh, Paxton five and two thirds, three runs. So not that like they were lighting the world on fire, but man, just we haven't had a blow up start in a while. We haven't had that start where a guy you out know, goes an inning and two thirds and just puts us in a major hole super early. Like our pitch, all of our pitchers seems like they're always giving us five plus innings, keeping us in the game, even when they're not having the best nights. They're just still working through it, grinding through starts, getting us getting us innings. And it's just great to see because really starting pitch like we weren't expecting. I think coming into the year, obviously, we didn't know all the injuries this team would have. But coming into the year, we really weren't totally confident in this team starting pitching. Right, especially after the seven years, was like oh man, you know you don't know Tanaka and Paxton, you don't know where you're gonna get Hap. Like there's a lot of CC, a lot of uncertainties. But man, so far the rotation of Tanaka, Paxton, Hap, CC, and uh, Herman has been awesome. They, they they've been awesome. The bullpen, I, I really don't worry too much about the bullpen. Like I know the bullpen will come around. We still don't have Dellen. Who knows when he'll be back? But uh, Chad Green, hopefully he figures it out in AAA and comes back up strong for us. But I mean just the starting pitching has just been carrying us. Um, but with that being said, let's go give our player of the weekend. Um, gee, start it off for us. Who was your – if you had to pick one player of the weekend for this three-game set in San Fran, who would it be?
1: I'm going to go with DJ LeMahieu, And, um, you know, he didn't – you know, he's not like, you know, hitting monster home runs like, you know, Void or Gary Sanchez. But I think he has helped really – change the the feeling like change the approach at the top of the lineup like you know with respect to Brett Gardner who did it you know pretty well for a long time but like I just don't think he's that caliber of player anymore and DJ LeMay who he was on base three times he had three hits on Friday right he had one hit and two walks he scored a run and had an RBI on Saturday like he still had a hit and scored a run today before he left the game like He's just been really, really good at the top of the lineup when he's up there, and his on base percentage is 363. Like, and he's, you know, I mean, he's going to hit for average, but he still can take a walk. Like, it's just a really good thing for the Yankees to have guys on base. Like, we've talked in the past about, you know, Judge hitting second and Gardner wasn't getting on base, and who's he coming up to hit, you know? like and with a chance to drive in and having a guy like DJ who has just been getting on base like crazy, you know, hopefully he's not hurt and out for too long, but like he just gets on base so much that he actually does provide those opportunities for the hitters to drive in people.
2: For me, I'm going to go with Luke Voigt. Uh, He had three hits in two of the games on um, Friday. And then again, this afternoon, Sunday uh, has that 39 game on base. Street going uh, he's been a real steadying force in, in the two hole and we had mentioned when when judge got hurt uh, there's no way you can replace an Aaron judge in the lineup both from a pr- uh, production standpoint but also like a psychological standpoint like you know you're facing this behemoth in the number two hole but Luke Voigt has slotted in and done a damn what well, a damn near uh, close impression of, of what judge provided to us I mean he's been really good man I think you mentioned he's been hitting like 360, 370 since he moved up to the two hole. Uh, the Yankees have won 11 of the last 13 games. Um, he's really proven that, that he, that what we saw from him last year is by no means a fluke uh, that he, this guy is a quality baseball player and it has an ability to really impact the lineup. And that with the lineup that we have that is missing as many key bats as we are, his production has been super, super important. So, For me, Luke Voigt is um, the most important player this series in San Francisco.
0: Yeah, Voigt was awesome. Six for 12, six RBIs. uh, Obviously keeps up that on-base streak going. Um, I'm going to go with Gary. And I know Gary only had, only played in two games, only had two hits. But those two hits combined uh, traveled almost 1,000 feet. So, yeah, it's going to be Gary for me. It's great to have him back in the lineup. His bat's so important. He's really just squaring up the ball. Um, if you look at his, you know, if you go deep inside his numbers, he really – his numbers should be a lot better. Kind of same thing we heard last year, but it applies again this year so far. The guy's just squaring everything up. He's just in a zone right now. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to see if he if he goes on another one of those Gary tears that we've seen him go on before because, man, the guy's just in a zone right now. And I think he's, he's been playing very well behind the plate too. I think he's allowed one pass ball. I, I think it's either it's not all I know I think Romine's allowed more to be honest roman has been really shaky behind the plate this year but Gary he's been playing really well like I said it's great to have him back he's my player of the weekend but I also wanted to give a shout out to Tyro Estrada I mean Estrada four for ten this weekend played left field for the first time in his life I, they, they were literally saying he's never played left field before so him just going out there Friday and Saturday and not being you know not not being noticeable right when you you stick an infielder out in left field or out in the outfield. You just you just want them to not you just, just don't be bad, right? Don't be awful. Just be serviceable. That's all all you could ask. And he was um, stole his first career at base this weekend. I mean, just another guy. Classic example of look at this guy. Wasn't supposed to be in the bigs this year, um, and here he is, just getting hits at, at four hits this weekend. Just playing some good infield, good outfield. Great guy to have stolen base. Man, Tyro Estrada, just, I, it just I can't get I can't get over. If you would have told me before the season, yeah, Tyro Estrada is gonna be contributing for the Yankees in late April. And I would, I would think you're crazy. I would I wouldn't believe you. But here we are. Um, well, let's get into some. uh injury news and notes because goddamn, is there like every week it's i feel like last year when we did the shows that you know there'd be certain weeks like okay let's put in an injury update but this week it's just like a recurring day every show we have to have an injury update because there's just a new injury every time i have like a full like long page list here of all the injuries um obviously i don't want to mention it during the sunday recap because you know the, those were happy times but yeah uh DJ LeMahieu left Sunday's game early. Uh, he got hit by a pitch on Friday, I believe, his knee. So he he left the game on Sunday pretty early. And then Gio Rochella got hit by a pitch in the left hand. Um, he was taken out of the game immediately. To, and positive note, both their X-rays after the game came back negative, so that's good. But I think they're both going for MRIs tomorrow. So we'll really we'll really see how uh how serious both these injuries are if they are even injuries, but. Yeah, don't expect to see either of those guys in Arizona um, because we're off Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. It's Arizona, so I I wouldn't expect to see either of those guys. Let's just hope it's not another IL stint for both those guys. But I I think definitely a bit of positive news when you heard that both x-rays came back negative. Um, More injury news and notes. Miguel Andujar this weekend was raking in extended spring training, Uh, went two for three on Friday with a two-run homer and three for three on Saturday. I think he played five innings of third base in each of those games. And Boone is cautiously optimistic that we may have him back next weekend. Uh, Don't get your hopes up about that because I feel like the Yankees just always tell us those things and then a guy's not back for months. But, hey, man, is looking good in extended spring training. If we could get him back soon, get that bat back in the lineup, and maybe his glove for shell is out, right? We might need him to play third base, but, Yeah. Miguel Andujar, a guy that I was convinced was going to be out for the year. He may be back next weekend, for first week of May. What do you know? Um, uh, Jacoby Ellsbury still nowhere close, so just, that's all we'll say about that. Um, Aaron Hicks started hitting and facing live pitching this weekend, doing defensive drills. He hopes to be in uh, game action later this week, so hopefully we could have him back in two three weeks. Uh, Clint Frazier was playing catch today, running on a treadmill. Aaron Boone still optimistic we could get him back within a couple weeks. Um, man, am I missing anything? Is is there any other guys that are injured? Uh, obviously, you know, no significant update on Judge for another week. Um, Stanton's shoulder is just nursing that. Mm-hmm. Stanton probably another few weeks away. I think the. I mean, who would have thought that Anduhar might be the first main guy that we got back? Right out of Stanton and Hicks and.
2: Just, oh, you forgot Tulo too.
0: He exists. And Tulo, <laughs> Tulo t- I, I just asked if I'm forgetting anyone. There's so many injuries, I can't keep track of all of them. Um, yeah, Tulo. They, they hope to have him in a live games later this week, along with Hicks. So he looks like he's on kind of the same path as Hicks. But, yeah, I mean, I think before we know it, most of these guys are going to be back, and hopefully they stay healthy once they're back. Right? It's no, no guarantee there. But, yeah, just, man – it took me a while to write all these freaking injuries down, man. But I still really no major update on Batansis. Obviously, he had a setback a week or so ago. Um, yeah, just hope to have the the New York Yankees. back, you know, like I said last pod, I like I've been enjoying watching the New York Rail Riders. But I'm ready to watch the Yankees again. You uh, know, I'm ready to watch Judge and Gary and uh, not Gary obviously uh, <laughs> Judge and Hicks and Stanton and then Andrew Har. I, I miss those guys. So, on to a new segment we're going to start doing called the bullpen uh, trust list. Uh, We're going to each, every two weeks, probably every other Sunday show, we're going to rank our top five guys that we trust in the bullpen. I feel like this list might change up quite a bit, especially guys being hurt, guys deciding to implode at different times in the season. So, yeah, we're going to debut. We all have our top five. Uh, G, start us off. What's your, uh, your top five bullpen trust list right now?
1: Okay, uh, my top five from, I guess, starting at number one, like the best, it would be um, Chapman, and then I'll go Canely, Britton, Adovino, and Jonathan Holder. And uh, only I mean, I put Chapman up there at the top just because, like, I mean, he's still pretty consistent. The velocity hasn't been there, but, like, he's been, you know, he does this Chapman thing, right, when it, when it's a safe situation, like most closers do this, this – when it's a safe situation, he's good. And when it's a non-safe situation, he's all spotty. But he's pretty consistently, you know, showing what he's been. So I'm not all that worried about him. And shout out to Tommy Canley because, you know, the velocity is back up this year and the change up is looking really good.
2: My list is almost identical to yours. I have Britain and Otavino flip-flopped. Um I'm gonna put Otovino at three, Britain at four, Britain is been a little while, a little inconsistent. Not quite the dominant force we've expected. Um, so so he's a little bit lower for me. But uh, agreed. Chapman, he's not, you know, dominant lights out. But his velocity is there. He's only has the, the one blown save in, in L.A. Um, everything else has looked pretty good. Um, canley has been a breath of fresh air after all the struggles he went through last year. His velocity is back. His off-speed stuff looks nasty. His ERA is under two right now. I mean, the guy is locked in, and that's everything we need with the struggles for Holder and the injury to Batanzas and Chad Green, completely a non-factor. Uh, and Adam Ademar, I know we talked about it last week. He had you know, a, a pretty poor performance in that blow game against Kansas City, but he really, really bailed out. Zach Brennan on Friday night, uh, a couple really nasty sliders to, to get uh, Buster Posey, down. I, I think strike three was, he didn't even swing the bat. Um, so, Chapman, Canely, Ottavino, Britain, and uh, Jonathan Holder for me as well at number five.
0: And so, you guys both have Chapman one. that That's a little, inter- a little interesting. I, I trust chappy too, but my list I have Ottavino one, Canely two, Chapman three, Britain four, and Holder five. uh You know, Ottavino. I know he really he had that his his ERA is still two five one, but obviously like most of those runs he gave up and that blow up sorry against Kansas, blow up appearance against Kansas City really inflates that he's been awesome this year, um, nineteen strikeouts and fifteen the third innings for him. Kane I I put Canely at two because man like, by the numbers he's probably been our best reliever and it's still t- tough to put him you know just number one in the trust list. Cause just, he was, you know, he just wasn't good last year. He was, he was in the minors for most of last year. It was just very bad year for him, but you really do forget how great he was for us in 2017, how, how much we utilized him in the ALCS that year. Um, he, he's been awesome this year. Like we've said, that changeup is just nasty. Um He's had, he's only thrown 10 and two thirds innings this year, but 15 strikeouts, only five walks, the one, six, nine ERA. Uh, he's, he's been awesome. Chapman three, because I, I still think he, he's had a very good start to the year. But with the velocity, like the velocity is good, but it's still just not great. So I'm, I'm still, I'll still put him at three, like slightly ahead, slightly behind Kaneley, because Kaneley just hasn't really had a, a blow up appearance yet. And I just still always fear with Chapman, he's just going to come out of the bullpen and just not be able to throw a strike for the, you know, for the life of him. So that's why I have Chapman three, Britain four um obviously he's a little way too many walks for britain i expect all of our relievers to have a good amount of walks so even out of you i think has 11 walks and 15 in the third innings but yeah man he you know this weekend britain almost had a, a very bad outing love uh, just walking guys it's not like he comes out looking great and then he just can't throw a strike you know walks three straight guys it's it's definitely got he's definitely got to tighten that up but uh, he's, he's still been very good overall uh Chapman, by the way, Chapman's ERA is two three eight. Britain's two four five. And then number five, I think we, we all had Holder for five. Um, I was I was ready to put Sessa here. Like I had Sessa here, like penciled in at five. And then you know he kind of had that blow up appearance where he gave up four runs, two home runs in the ninth, and that kind of his ERA is still I think better than yeah. His ERA is four point one five currently, and Holder's is five point oh two. But Holder's just looked very good in a couple of his appearances. Looked really good on Sunday. Kept getting a couple strikeouts. Um, he, he we i feel like we've used like just to get this holders pitched 14 and in third innings this year while britain chapman and Canley all have like 11 so <laughs> holder's been pitching a lot more this year than i think we expected him to but and, and so that might be a little unfair for him but yeah he's really he's really coming around lately and uh yeah overall when you look when you look at those top four guys the eras of two five one seven two three and two four five like those are all pretty good at race for as for as much criticism we've given the Yankees bullpen right rightfully so they're still holding it together overall their numbers still aren't like just te- they all don't have Chad Green numbers right Chad Green man you just go on that you go on baseball reference look at that guy's numbers this year you you want to cry I mean he was actually that bad but yeah you guys I mean, think you
1: know go on, like Everyone's had their moments. Like, you know, the the Britons and the Ottavinos, like they've all had bad moments, but like not to, you know, kick them while he's down. Like Chad Green, being as bad as he was, really did put them in a lot of bad positions. Like, oh, absolutely. And the fact that they – the bullpen has had this, I guess, quote-unquote rough, you know, inconsistent performance, I guess, to, to this part of the season, and they've been on this run, is pretty impressive that you could – you know, you could go up from here pretty much. And I think, barring, like, catastrophically irregular performance, Dylan Batances would probably be number two on my list. Mm-hmm. Because he was always locked down in the, in the eighth inning. Like, So, yeah, I mean, just, I guess, shows how much I slash they miss him. But, I mean, that's, that's – hopefully we get him back. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, that's why this, the, you know, we're going to do this every two weeks. And I think it'll be interesting because guys like Batances or her guy, you know, a guy like Chad Green, who come, if we had to do this list at the beginning of the year before any game started, I'd probably have Chad Green in my top three. Right. I mean, obviously, Ottavino you know, hadn't pitched a game for the Yankees at that point. But man, Chad Green, I was like, I, I know Andrew was, you know, kind of cher- honking the chad green like you know his overrated horn for quite some time now but i still had confidence in chad green i didn't think he was as great as some people thought he was but i still thought he was a very good reliever and man like i it's it's hard for me to remember the last time i saw a relief pitcher for the yankees look that bad because usually with relief pitchers it's just not throwing strikes not locating the zone it's you're off speed pitches just you know you can't throw it for a strike it just bounces every time but Man, Chad Green was just throwing ducks over the middle and just getting bombed. Like it was as simple as that. It really wasn't much to it, right?
2: Right, and, and you had mentioned a lot of times when a reliever struggles because he can't locate. Like we talk about, Errolis Chapman, when he's off, he has no idea where the strike zone is, right? Yep. He's trying to throw it like you know, Gary sitting up in one spot, and he's the pitch missing by four or five feet. Chad Green missed a lot of spots too, but he. We're talking about missing you know, high and away fastball or, you know, low and in slot or whatever. And it ends up being right down the middle. So he's missing over the heart of the plate. And as many fastballs as he throws, pitchers are either sitting on that or, or just waiting for a hanging. I think the home run or the grand slam he gave up, in LA was was it was a change up? Like that's his third or fourth yeah, best pitch. I mean
0: right down the middle, like just eight right. mile per hour floating changeup up
2: and Bohr was waiting for it and just it, unloaded on it. Right. I mean, like when he's missing, it's right in the heart of the plate. That's the worst spot. I mean, you you you're better off being a guy like Zach Britton when he's off, he's missing the strikes altogether. A walk is not gonna hurt you as much as back to back
0: doubles and triples film runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um Man, poor, poor Chad Green. We'll probably on our next show we'll probably have a Chad Green update once he actually, you know, gets some gets some more work down in a AAA. We'll have an update on him. Uh we'll have more minor league updates throughout the year as well. Update a lot of the prospects. We really haven't yet though cuz all the prospects are in the F and majors playing for the Yankees. There has been no need. Um but yeah, let's uh, wrap the show up with the little little series preview uh the Yankees Heading to Arizona, wrapping up this West Coast road trip. Oh, it's only a two-game set against the Diamondbacks, uh, but you know the Diamondbacks have been very good this year, sixteen and twelve. I think uh, yes, put up the graphic today. I think they've won nine of their last twelve games. I'm not sure if they won today, so it could be different. But yeah, they've been they've been very good this year. Uh, the pitching matchups Tuesday we got CC going versus Merrill Kelly. Um, CC, I think he's what is it, Andrew? Four strikeouts away from three thousand and. Three. Yeah, three strike. Okay, three strikeouts away from 3,000. I know he's a pro- also a few wins away from 250. Obviously, won't get that this start, but yeah, some big milestones coming in the next few weeks for CeCe. Uh, he's almost definitely going to get, I, f- I think it was, what was it Adam Jones who texted him um, saying basically like, yo, you better get 3,000 this week because you better not come to Arizona and get it. But it was, that's what it's looking like. If he gets three strikeouts, CC will have 3,000 for his career. And then Wednesday, we got a really good pitching matchup. We got Masahiro Tanaka. Where's Zach Greinke? Um, Tuesday's game's at nine forty. Wednesday's game is three forty. So only you know only two games set. But Diamondbacks are a good team. Um, gee, what are you uh what are you looking for going into the series?
1: Uh, I mean, really, the Yankees just have to keep pitching well because I mean you know Luke voigt has been hot. Gary Sanchez is back and basically didn't miss a beat. Um, but other than that, you really don't know where it's coming from and you know, the pitching has been really, really good. cc has been, you know, he had the bad outing and, um, you know, against the Angels. But, you know, he's – we pretty much know what he's going to be. And uh, Tanaka, barring, you know, catastrophic home run, <laughs> surrendering. Home, runs, home
0: run syndrome. To,
1: oh, God, yeah. I mean, it, it's just got to – you just got to just give the offense enough time, and I feel like at this point, Eventually, if you give them enough chances, they'll, you know, someone from somewhere, right, someone somewhere will get the hit and they'll be able to pull out the victory. And um, I just – the thing that I'm a little concerned about is these two injuries from today, right, DJ and and Gio Rochelle. Like, they have – they're off tomorrow, right? The, yeah, have, off Monday, play Tuesday and Wednesday. I just – I mean, you know, they're back to playing, you know, American League, you know, DH having baseball In a couple days, but I'm just a little concerned that if any of these, you know, injuries are more than, like, a day off or whatever, a few days off, like, are they going to play that, like, two guys shorthanded in a National League ballpark? Like, I feel like they'll probably have to make a roster move. I mean, my guess is that they're – I think they're best suited not starting
2: them in either game if you can get away with it. Um, If, let's say, one of the two of them is available to play in an emergency situation, you have them – Pinch hit, pinch run, be late in defensive or, or double, uh, double switch substitution. Um, for me, what what I'm actually most concerned about or, or looking forward to uh, in this series is going to be uh, aside from CC getting three thousand strikeouts because that'll be a h- historic moment. But um, Tanaka, the last time he had to run the bases, <laughs> really messed himself up uh, at City Field last year. So that he's going to have to bat um, on on Wednesday afternoon. But also, he's looking to bounce back from uh, his last start in L.A. He had a 4 nothing lead and coughed it up. So, I guess mm-hmm. a pitcher like like Zach Greinke, you can't do that. Um, Zach Greinke doesn't really walk anyone. So, the young bats are going to have to continue to be aggressive. Um, you know, work counts and put the ball in play. And I think you can win games, you know, thinking and dunking. Um, but that it's going
0: to have to be that kind of game again. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Diamondbacks, Greinke... We were saying before the show, he has a 370 ERA this year, but his whip is 0.99, which is really good. Doesn't really walk anybody. Um Tanaka's ERA after that bad start. Still 3-6. So he's still still having a solid start to the year. It's gonna be his last start of April. Um you know the diamondbacks, they got Christian Walker and David Peralta right now for them have been raking. I think I think is it Walker who has seven home runs? Yeah, Walker has seven home runs. Peralta Obviously, he had a great year last year. continuing it this first month of the season, um, but yeah, you know the Yankees, the New York Rail Riders, whatever you want to call them, they have the second best run differential in baseball. They're seventeen and eleven. They're they're living life. They're in the West Coast, just winning all these games. Six and one to start off the West Coast road trip. I mean, just just phenomenal by the Or yeah, six and one. I was thinking they had two four game series. Um, and look, the Angels and Giants aren't exactly the best teams, but they're, they're not terrible. You know, I know the Giants offense, we were talking about how their offense is just terrible, but over you know coming into that series, their pitch, their ERA, team ERA was one of the best in baseball and the Yankees did a damn good job at hitting their pitchers. So man, they, they're not doing, you know, it's not just like they're beating these scrub teams. They're beating solid teams at times. And you know, the Diamondbacks are going to be a good test. I don't know. Two game series, a team that's been hot, but that's all we got tonight. Uh, the Yankees playing great baseball. We'll be back probably probably Wednesday because, yeah, they play Wednesday afternoon, so we'll probably be back Wednesday night, possibly Thursday. But for Matt, for G, for Andrew, this was the Bronx Bomber Ballad podcast. See you guys next time.